0: Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially Registered Dietitians. Today's conversation is with Dorothy McClure, a Registered Dietitian who I feel has been a pioneer in long-term care. In my podcast today, Dorothy mentioned she took a year off during her career to do something completely not related to dietetics. She really wanted to figure out what her passion was. I could totally relate to how she felt at that time in her life because I have felt that way before, and maybe you have as well. If you are currently feeling that way or you have before, my book, I'm a registered dietitian, now what, is a must read to help you navigate passion. You can easily order it off my website, annelizabetharty.com, or find it on Amazon and iTunes. As you know, in each podcast, I talk about things I love, and I absolutely love Nick Sticks, which is why I am very excited for a new partnership with Wallace Farms and Nick Sticks. About five years ago, I found them in the grocery store, and I've been eating them ever since as one of my go-to protein snacks. They are made right here in Iowa, and I'm hoping to have the mastermind behind this great product, Nick Wallace himself, on the podcast soon. Go over to nicks-sticks.com to learn more about these tasty grass-fed beef and turkey snacks. My conversation today has brought a lot of light to long-term care for me. I was once also a clinical dietitian, like Dorothy, and it was something that was just never on my radar. Dorothy opened my eyes to all the wonderful things long-term care offers for registered dietitians and for the clients. She is not only a registered dietitian, but she manages a staff of clinical dietitians, works as an integral part of a team of other allied health professionals, she's an adjunct professor, and a certified surf Save instructor, and she also knows the ins and outs of many different aspects of food service management. She has had quite the career so far, and I hope this podcast shares with you a new world of job opportunities as a registered dietitian in long-term care. Please enjoy my conversation with Dorothy.
1: I said, I've, I've done just so much over the years, I guess, that just from no apparent reason, and sure, like, geez, I seem really old now. How Thinking, many
0: years have you been a dietitian?
1: I've been a dietitian since 1991.
0: Okay, well, you're not that old.
1: (laughs) I've been in food service since, you know, before high school, so it just seems like just kind of progressed. you just
0: always kind of, as in your your almost adulthood, so yeah, let's talk about, let's go back to, you said you've been in food service since you were in high school, so what did you do when you were in high school?
1: Well, uh, you know, my mom was, I always worked part-time jobs, and then my mom was like, wow. You know, you should just get a full-time job, and or While you're pretty in close to, yeah. And she said, "I I stopped and talked to the nursing home administrator, and they're they're looking at hiring. You should stop there." So I, okay, so I started as a dietary aide.
0: Okay, at, how old were
1: you? Uh, not quite sixteen. Okay. And <clears throat> so then that's how it started, and then they wanted me to be a cook the next year, and I was really nervous about that, but. I eventually said, "Okay, I'll try it," and I did that. And
0: did you like did you like cooking?
1: Uh, I do like cooking. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Did
0: you back then though? Were you like in the kitchen with your mom and family?
1: I was not in the kitchen that much with my mom. I was with my other uh, some other female family members on that side of the family, but my mom was kind of like. You know, this is my kitchen.
0: (laughs) Don't come in my kitchen. Yeah. And now my
1: daughters tell me I'm kind of the same way. So,
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It's funny how it trickles down from you don't think you're going to be like your parents, but you end up being that way. That's true. So So you were a cook. That's a big, I kind of feel like that's a big responsibility as a 17-year-old. It was,
1: it was. And then I was working as a diet clerk at another nursing home as part of my co-op job in high school. Oh,
0: part of like your education in high school. Yeah,
1: so you could get out of school early if you had a job that was an experience that you wanted to maybe go into. And so I got a job at the nursing home in Boone at Eastern Star. And as a diet clerk, and then trained in some other positions there. And then after I got done with high school, I um, worked for about a year and then decided I needed to go to college. And so my aunt, who is also a dietitian. Oh, okay. yeah, uh, She said that, well, if you really like food and you like nutrition, she said you should really become a dietitian. And I was a young mom then, and so I thought about it for a while. And actually, I have another aunt on my mom's side of the family also that was a diet tech for a long time in Des Moines. They both started in Des Moines and then went to North Carolina. My aunt that inspired me to be a dietitian was in the first coordinated undergraduate program in Iowa. Really? Yeah. So we kind of laugh about that now. And so I was really nervous about school, and and I said I didn't take any, you know, chemistry in high school. And oh. she's like, "Don't worry about that. You're smart." So <laughs> I I went to uh, DMAC my first year to do some of just like my general ed courses and some of my science, and then I transferred to Iowa State and started there and finished there Mm -hmm. and while I was there I was working uh, part-time at the Story County Hospital as a diet clerk and learned all the positions there and then when I was 20 I became a food service supervisor at Mary Greeley Medical Center um so while I was in college,
0: I was like, "Were you doing this when you were yeah. full time? Were you a full time student then?"
1: Yes. Oh
0: my goodness! And yeah. you had a family.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. By the time I became a supervisor at Mary Greeley, I was I was a young mom. I uh, I had both my girls. So oh my
0: goodness! Yeah, I
1: actually had to drop my statistics class in at ISU because I had my second daughter two weeks into it, and I came back from a short maternity leave because I also had a kidney stone that I thought I was going to have to have surgery for. And and I was like, oh, there's no way. I lost too much time in that couple of weeks I was off. And so I ended up going back to DMACC. I got permission to take one class, my STAT class at DMACC.
0: Oh, my goodness. In the summer. So, yeah, Yeah. I was going to school was very busy. Do you look back on that and are you just amazed how you did it all? (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot, I think.
1: I feel so bad I was married, you know, then and I, I've, I was just so glad to get done with school. I did not have the typical college experience like sure. a lot of girls, and and I really I'm glad that my daughters did. But yeah, I was I was so glad to get done, and yeah, I, now I look and think, how did I ever do that? Because I also, it always seemed like I was working multiple jobs,
0: just mm-hmm. you know. Did you ever sleep? Uh, not very much. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't. Did you, and then so you did your school and then your internship.
1: I actually got into the coordinated undergraduate program. One of the I was in one of the last classes before they discontinued that. Okay, which was really kind of a lifesaver for me because of you know having the kids. I didn't want to move them for an internship, and then try to come back to Iowa or some other place. Yeah, that and find a job, and I already had a job at Mary Greeley and you know and it was a good position but they because of their longevity in their dietitians which was great they didn't have a dietitian's opening for me oh. when i finished school so uh, i had been offered a position when i did my coordinated undergraduate program at which would have been Methodist then. Okay, and
0: while you were doing your like clinical rotation yes, there, yes, yeah, yeah, I,
1: but it was in the kitchen. It was in management. Like I would have been supervisory there, and I really wanted to be clinical. You know, when I finished, and pursue that for a while. So I turned that down, and then I there was a position that came open with Airmark at Broadlands. Okay. In and then I competed with like eleven of my classmates. Oh my <laughs> for that position.
0: I found out later. You know is that I think that's kind of I don't know if that's like an Iowa thing because there is so many of us in the state. even back then, when you were a dietitian, I think that a lot of dietitians are still feeling that same competition now.
1: Yes, I have really and i've I saw that because I continued with my work at Mary Greeley while I was still working at Broadlawns, I just like did one weekend a month or something for them. And because I liked it so well and it was in town, I mean, I always lived here for a long time, 20 years, I think, or so before I moved after my girls graduated from here. And so they were, you know, really good to me. And But I really enjoyed Broadlawns. But yes, I mean, I saw that with the dietetic students that came and worked at Mary Greeley. You know, it was hard when some of them didn't get an internship Mm -hmm. and they didn't know what to do. And I know with the intern program now, uh, when I've done the job fair before, it's been really hard. You know, I've had people come up and they have excellent grade points and they couldn't get an internship. And so sad they're looking for a manager position within uh, well, our corporation, sure, and I'm like, "Oh, you know that could have been me, mm-hmm. you know twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and so I was so glad that I got into the coordinated program then and then was able to get a job, right after you know I graduated
0: from school. that would so. have been awful. If you'd have did all of that, I'm sure that would have been. Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, I'm, I could have been happy, you know, in management for a while. But, I mean, because essentially I, I do a lot of management in my positions as I've went on. I always seem to fall back on some of that. But,
0: uh, yeah. you know, I wouldn't have wanted to do that just all the time. All the time. Well, and yeah. I think probably for doing it so much in your youth, you were ready for... A change yeah. when it came to the field. Yes,
1: yes. I definitely, when I started with Broadlawns with Airmark, I was so excited about being there because and I was really nervous because it was just being in Des Moines, it was different. And versus Ames per se. I don't know why. It just had a different feel to it to me. And so the Diversity of the patients there, some of the you know situational cases of their lives, you know, you almost felt like you were a social worker sometimes besides mm-hmm. a dietitian and looking at their finances as far as how they would be able to afford food and and I really enjoyed working with the physicians so much there because. That was one thing that was exciting to me is that the dietitians there were able to chart right on the physician's progress notes. Then, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, this is before electronic health record. Mm-hmm. And so they, um, we had good communications together. Uh, and I felt like they listened to the dietitians as part of the team. And so that was really nice to have that feel within the team at the hospital you felt that you were a second family with the nurses and the everybody and looking at where these people were going to go after discharge some of them there was some really hard cases that we dealt with abuse cases and a lot of substance abuse too and so i felt that I received a really good education in life as well as in nutrition and all the different focuses I was able to use with working with the people there.
0: So tell me a little bit, like, broad lines, how would you describe the facility? Just is it more of a teaching kind of a hospital?
1: It it was a teaching hospital then, Mm -hmm. and I think it still is. Mm -hmm. So there were residents that came in from, you know, the osteopathic, School, U of I residents came. There were surgeons that came over from Methodist at the time. So, and then there was the core, you know, physicians there that, you know, were employed there. there. And so you really did get exposure to a lot of, you know, other physicians and then seeing them grow and go on to other places too is kind of exciting. Uh, I remember one resident that. Chased, uh had to help in the chase of someone that tried to escape <laughs> and they tried jumped. to escape the
0: hospital yes, they oh actually my gosh. did jump
1: in the body of water behind <laughs> the hospital at the time, and they fished that person out seriously, yeah, so it was entertaining
0: too it was, <laughs> I was
1: so uh, you know just seeing someone running down the hall, so it was there was never a dull moment working there, sure and so you didn't really feel like you were a contract employee mm-hmm. there, and then what? Ha- I probably would have stayed there a really long time, but the, every two years, Aramark came up for a contract bid, and or and so after forty oh. years, they lost the contract.
0: After forty years, yeah, was, that's a long time. It was pretty devastating. Uh, yes, it was. So maybe talk to me a little bit about being a contract employee, because there's contract companies like Aramark. Sodexo, Morrison, what's it like being a dietitian for a contract company?
1: For me, being a new dietitian then, it was nice because they had their programs in place. They, I didn't have to create those things. I, you worked with a core group of Airmark, you know, corporate staff. And then as well as there, it was different because every employee in the Nutrition Department was Aramark employees at the time, too. So when we went through this loss of contract, we also had to help the staff transition into whether or not they would be able to continue as a hospital employee or on with the next contract company, actually, that came in. And so, you know, I worried about those folks as well. And the... um, But we... You know, did audits, you know, based on the corporate programs that they had. Mm -hmm. Yes, their philosophies. That was how I did some satellite work at Knoxville at their hospital because it was like a sister contract in a way. And Mm -hmm. so they had someone on medical leave. And so they asked me if I would go over and help out there. So that part was nice. I got to see some different things related to that. Go do audits in other facilities across Iowa.
0: Hmm.
1: So that was interesting, and they had some good training programs that I really liked as well in dealing with customer service
0: and um, interviewing. So it helps kind of develop your professional skills too, not just your dietitian skills, but. Yes,
1: yes. Actually, probably more than I felt that I got the most of my nutrition and dietitian skills from Iowa State. Mm-hmm. I really. You know, enjoyed the instructors there. And then I felt that that gave me a good foundation for, you know, what I've done today. Mm-hmm. And, but I liked having the more than one focus. I learned about cash handling. Oh, (laughs) things that you
0: don't learn in dietetic
1: school. (laughs) Yeah, that I didn't expect that I would, when I became an Aramark dietitian, I really enjoyed going across the street and working with the WIC dietitians there. I actually participated with Iowa State to do a high-risk study of pregnant moms for vitamin A. And so it was just always seemed like I, there was something going on. And I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. You liked the variety. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, the hardest thing for me being a clinical dietitian was following the same education materials every day and doing and I applaud the dietitians that enjoy that and they have those relationships with their patients and their clients. But for me, I liked having the variety, and I probably wouldn't have been a person that could do diabetes education all the time. So, but that's just me. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And so I enjoyed working with all the different facets of people there and always have everywhere I've went since then since then yeah. so the
0: contract came up and then how long did you stay after the contract
1: I had 3 months to find a different job
0: so they were going to eliminate your position altogether
1: yes okay and unfortunately some of the hospital employees did petition to keep myself and the other dietitian but we didn't know at the time that as part of the agreement there was like a no-compete. Oh, oh. And even though I hadn't really signed anything, when I became employed there, I guess I didn't realize that maybe I had in something. And so the other dietitian and I both had to leave. Oh, wow. And so I had three months to find another job. And I did find a better job. Uh, it was in long-term care. And it was at a large nursing home where I became the director and dietitian. They decided to um, uh, combine the position.
0: So you were a food service director and the dietitian for this facility.
1: Yes. Wow. It was a 220-bed facility.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's a huge facility.
1: Yeah. And so... Uh, I was only there for about a couple of years. The hardest thing when I went to work there was I was used to working in the intensive care. I had two psychiatric floors at the time. And so I was used to kind of trying to help fix people and mend them. And I had med surge and all these high-risk things. And then all of a sudden, I come to long-term care, and it was really hard for me at first to... Think about that people are coming there to live their life out and maybe not go home. And so uh, that was really hard for me at first, and uh, but I enjoyed listening to their stories and Learning from them and their past experiences, you know, someone showed me how to make homemade tortellini, cheese tortellini, (laughs) and it was wonderful. And we we featured it on the menu because of that. Oh my god! And it made her very proud. And um, so, but then eventually, and I enjoyed working with the staff there. And I, the menu hadn't been changed, I think, for eleven years when I came there. So I was able to put in place some new programs. So that, again, gave me some of that variety back mm-hmm. and the systems that I could work with. And then I helped um, design um, their assisted living kitchen um, for a future building that they um, acquired or, I guess, constructed. And so then I went on. I was contacted by um, Airmark again.
0: They kept you on their radar. Yes. And I still
1: actually was working at Mary Greeley all this time. I worked at Mary Greeley for 13 years. So part-time? Yeah, part-time. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I loved it there so much. And part of me, I think, was kept hoping, well, maybe there will be a dietitian opening. <laughs> and there still never was. But <laughs> so I went back to Aramark in, uh, at Marshalltown. They okay. had a contract there. And of course, I was a little nervous because of what had happened sure. in Des Moines before. And there, uh, so I was the assistant director there. Uh, so, more just strictly management, although I did work with the uh, clinical dietitians there and they had some consulting contracts, but I didn't really do a lot of the nutrition assessments there. And But it was a lot of fun, and again, I felt like I was kind of back at home a little bit for a while. And then I went through a period of about one year where I decided that I didn't know what I wanted to do.
0: (laughs) How, like, kind of how many years have you been dietitian at that point?
1: Oh gosh, that would have been probably like 1999. Okay, so eight years. I was getting tired of commuting.
0: How long was your commute?
1: Well, it was 45 minutes from Ames to Marshalltown every day. And you know there were some bad winters. Oh, and yeah.
0: You're, you live in Iowa. I couldn't imagine.
1: I was fortunate with some of the time that I worked in Des Moines that there was two WIC dietitians and myself and another gal from Billing. And we all carpooled together a lot. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: that was nice. You got to yeah. socialize. Yes. We
1: got to socialize <laughs> and talk while we were driving at the, you know, to the same hospital. Mm-hmm. But So I took a year off. Uh, Except I stayed on at Mary Greeley. Mm -hmm. I did some private work, uh, some various jobs. And I actually was helping a person um, with some private cleaning. Uh, Ames, Iowa, there's always a need for, (laughs) um, with students moving in and out all the time. And then I later helped her manage her uh, employee accounts. And so... It's just again, it's been a big variety of things. But mm-hmm. I actually, when I left uh, Marshalltown, I worked for a machine tool company for a year, and stayed on at Mary Greeley, and then finally my opening came up that I had wanted to do for a really long time, and that was to become uh, an inspector for the state. And so, so-
0: let's let's talk about though. How did you? I mean, thinking about, I would never even think about being an an inspector for the state. So where did that come on your radar that you had been wanting that position? I just, I
1: I don't know for sure. I think, you know, my aunt, who's also a dietitian, Mm she, we used to, joke a lot because she worked for Sedexo for years. So mm-hmm. we had this competition kind of <laughs> friendly you about <laughs> Yeah, yeah. about which contract company was better. And so then we went on and I don't know if it was just talking with her some and just seeing different standards and I I'm a little bit of a clean freak.
0: Well, you did some cleaning in your interim, and yes. you're, as a food service director, too, for facilities, that probably played a big part of it, too.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, sanitation was always important, mm-hmm. even before you know, the food code came along. And, you know, I just have always said that if you have a clean kitchen, you know, that gives your best f- impression, you know, when people, whether it's visitors, family, they want to see your department or you have an inspection, if y- your departments are clean, you know, they're going to see that right away. I mean, mm. people can tell the difference between old and new dirty. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs>
0: I guess. I, I like that.
1: <laughs> so, so I. I don't know where exactly that came along, but I just thought that that would always be interesting to visit a lot of facilities across Iowa, but also help maintain you know, the high standards that there should be for sanitation and protecting people so that they would never, hopefully, ever get a foodborne illness. And I liked the variety again in that. So it took about nine months to... From applying to obtaining that position as a health facility surveyor with Department of Inspections and Appeals, and I was so fortunate to work with Judith Walrod as the other state dietitian. she's just a wonderful person. Uh, probably should talk to her at some
0: time <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put her on yeah. the on as the a, list yeah. <laughs>
1: and she's just amazing and and a, a fun person you know outside and and the different hobbies that she has and i again learned from her i learned you know how to properly be a good inspector and and knowing the Different things in relating to those folks as you 're going through, because usually people don 't want to see you as an inspector sure. in a building, and there was only two of us, so we were very busy and we didn 't see each other very much, um, but we could you know talk on the phone or email, and I certainly could always contact her if I had a question i wasn 't sure about how to approach something and Sometimes we were asked to go to some of the places that uh, weren't ranking so high um, on this, you know, as far as the amount of citations they had and their uh, level of care. And so that was interesting, but hard. Um, The thing that I didn't like about it was that I couldn't teach people. And I didn't envision that when I first started the position. And so that became difficult for me. And because sometimes there would be times when I knew I left a building and there were multiple citations, whether it was just within dietary or nursing, that people were going to get fired. And Mm. that was hard for me. At times, because I knew that there was a lot of good people out there working hard in those kitchens every day, and that sometimes they just weren't given the appropriate tools, whether it was equipment or the training and Mm -hmm. education that they needed. And so it was hard for them to be successful. So eventually, I came to my current position. And when I, when I became an inspector, I also, because of potential conflicts of interest, I had to quit working at Mary Greeley. So that's why I left.
0: Okay. I was going to say, are you still working at Mary Greeley at this no, time? <laughs> no, no. Uh,
1: but uh, hopefully they would have me back someday if I ever <laughs> chose that or they needed someone. But they, I then found out a position with ABCM corporation who I am currently with and I love working for them dearly. They are an excellent company to work for.
0: Are they also like a contract company? No, okay. they
1: are not. They are a privately held company. They have a board of directors. There is one um, surviving owner and that is Dick Albee. That is where the ABC comes about. Um, each initial stands for um, a founding owner. Okay, and so it was Albie, Benj, Coonley, and Milanovic, and so Mr. Albie is the surviving owner. It was uh, I believe two attorneys and two physicians. Oh, gosh. Um, Mr. Albie an attorney, so he is a wealth of knowledge, and but to talk with him, he just is so full of knowledge, but just such a good person at the same time. And then I'm also fortunate to work with Alexa Maynard, who is our COO. And she is one of the sharpest, most intelligent women I know. And she's a former nursing home administrator, uh, just extremely intelligent and looks at everything from, Perspectives that I don't always think about. And so I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And she also has a wide regulatory base of knowledge. And sometimes we see that regulatory items from different points of view. But I can always appreciate what she has to say about it. And again, she didn't work within the government. Or a state Mm -hmm. employment. Like you did. That Mm -hmm. I did, but I know that those situations and why rules are made are not always. Sure. (laughs) How it should always be. So there are some rules that I don't always agree with. Mm -hmm. But as an inspector before, as a surveyor before, you know, I had to help maintain those standards in my position. But
0: Sure. How long were you an, an inspector with the state? Uh, four and a half years. Okay. So you've got a really good basis. I mean, you gained a lot of knowledge during that four years.
1: I did. I surveyed uh, in um, hospitals, nursing homes. I went to... A few correctional facilities. I investigated complaints, and um, in my spare time, sometimes I would give education at the school, you know, oh, where my daughters sure, were attending. Sure. But uh, those, I I think that's most of the facilities that I covered. How do you um, get training for
0: that? Do they have like really great training? Or they I-
1: you work with. Um, they have some classes that you attend, just with a trainer within the Department of Inspections and Appeals, and then you also need to take what's called an SMQT test, and it's a uh, basically minimum qualifications to be a surveyor, hmm. and. So I, being a dietitian, I still had to take all of the nursing um, components of the oh. exam, also. So you went for like a two-day or one-day study session, uh, which I did in California with a couple other people, and then you had to take the test. Okay, and so, is that a
0: hard test? Oh, uh, it yeah. was.
1: Pretty I was kinda nervous at first. Like I feel like I'm going back to take to my school. RD exam again. <laughs> and so I did that and I passed and I was so glad and I and I still have that. So if I did want to be a surveyor again, that is something that can go back I can go back to do. And there so then after that you do some on the job training. So I went with Judith for a while. Um, until they felt that I was ready, and then I was out on my own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Off you go! <laughs> yes, yes, traveling all over Iowa, but which has kind of been my mantra for many years now. <laughs> which you're still like. doing? Yes, correct. yes.
0: So then you so transitioning into the privately owned company. What was your position title with them? I was
1: uh, an corporate
0: dietitian. Okay. So I worked with another corporate
1: dietitian at the time. There was two of us. And then I don't know how many years it's been now. It's probably been five or more that the other corporate dietitian left. And I have a little bit before that, they determined that I would be the lead corporate dietitian. And so they have told me that if I want to have someone else work with me again that would be fine Um, at times I haven't found I've thought I wanted that or Mm -hmm. needed that but I haven't found the right person and I haven't found um, someone that always wants to travel so that's hard it is hard and I'm so when I started the position I had 15 of our 30 facilities then and so now I have we just built another facility in Lisbon, Iowa, and just had our grand opening in April there. It's a beautiful new place. And so we have long-term care facilities, skilled nursing, and then also we have 24 assisted livings. So Throughout and,
0: the whole entire state. Yes,
1: throughout the state of Iowa. So luckily I do not have to travel
0: outside of Iowa right now. That's right now. <laughs> she said right now. Could possibly be someday. I never know. I just <laughs> never, you know, rule that out. Uh-huh.
1: But I'm glad that I don't have to fly all the time right mm-hmm. now. And so they I'm really busy. Uh we have managers in all of those places. And I work with the dietary managers very closely. I assist in the hiring of them. I assist in training. I'm also a preceptor for the CDM course. Oh, So I have uh, precepted many of our managers um, over time. I've been very fortunate that I've had a lot of longevity within our staff. And which is wonderful and, again, speaks to the corporation and how well they take care of the employees and our residents. We have very – that was part of the reason why I decided to work with ABCM because I was leery about working for a nursing home corporation per se. But they had such good survey standards at the time, and I knew that I had surveyed in some of their buildings and – I did turn down the position once, and then about a year or so later, I was contacted again. And so I was afraid if I turned it down a second time, they would never talk to me again. <laughs> so they, so anyway, I'm going back. I'm regressing here, but they, you know, allowed me in to their family, and uh, I've just felt really good about that. For a long time, it's good to see the standards that they already had in place. Again, you know, they have a lot of their policies and I work more and I need to work on policies a lot more right now with some of the changes that have occurred, but I feel like they have good systems in place to take care of the residents or our tenants, our employees. Um, we care about everybody. Mr. Albee, I don't think, has probably ever told me no when I have asked for equipment that we've needed for, whether it's for the residents or for the staff to work you know, with the residents as far as their dietary equipment, things like that. I mean, one year, I think he put in five walk-ins for us, and we needed them. Mm-hmm. And some of the homes didn't have them, but he approved to construct them and uh, I, again had very good luck with managers and so I think one year I had five managers that retired in the same year so oh, geez. <laughs> I, I, um, I think at one time I was precepting about 10 people in different levels of their lessons um, online and so that's been great and they're pretty much all here still
0: that's good.
1: Yes. So, so you're a good
0: preceptor. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But I
1: I try my best. And then I'm also very fortunate that I get to assist with hiring of the consultant dietitians. And they're... There's a lot of wonderful dietitians that work with an ABCM. I mean, there's probably over 20. I, I should have counted this morning, and I love them all dearly. And they are so good about networking and asking questions. And I learn from them still every day uh, when they present things to me and keep me on my toes. <laughs> um, and it's nice to, whenever I get a consultant dietitian that is newer um, because I think that's one area that we could do better in is teaching about long-term care Mm -hmm. when we're in school. It wasn't something that I learned about really
0: me either
1: at at all in in school. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that um, is something that I'm hopeful for. And when I've been within the association as an officer before, um, we've worked you know to build that relationship with Iowa State and just getting the word out there through the Iowa Consultants group that I am a member of and have been on, an officer for before as well and so um, again they're they're wonderful, and I'm so fortunate to have them within our team lots of longevity there as well and so. Every day, you know, I'm on the road usually. I so said, you travel every day? Pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty much. And just going to our different homes and seeing that the standards are being maintained there. So I'm kind of doing, I sometimes feel like I'm a little bit like a surveyor again. But the difference too with ABCM is that the regulations are minimum standards, and ABCM. I'm just going to brag, they have very high standards. Mm. And we also do, I'm part of what we call our STEPS team. I'm the chair for that, and that's a survey, training, and education program for success. And so we actually do mock surveys at all of our homes at least once a year. And we do follow-ups there unannounced at times, like a real survey, and But we ask for additional things other than just what they would be asked for within a regulatory survey. So I feel really good. that. And, again, they had this program. They started it already when I became an employee of ABCM and then just was later asked to keep it organized. And so we have a great team. I work with um, corporate nurses. We have a corporate pharmacist. We have a corporate HR person that also looks at environmental issues related to like the fire marshal mm. um, scheme of things. And uh, I, we have two corporate, three corporate social workers. And so there's a team of us that go out and look at all of those areas and other things and hopefully educate and answer any other questions they might have when we're there. So I do that, and just maintaining standards, monitoring the residents for weight loss, um, as well as sometimes looking at significant weight gain. Oh, sure. And we've had some big systems. Uh, uh, some time back, we we implemented a national quality assurance program that was actually started for um the regulatory surveyors, and so we purchased that, and it's called Abacus. It's part of Quapi, and so we've been working with that. And it's about interviewing the residents and listening to them. So when we go in to do a mock survey, we actually interview um, up to forty residents, mm. and we also visit with their families. So it's you know it's a really good system, and it also. Puts systems in place that we are listening to the folks that we're taking care of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So we're, I, one of the, my favorite things is being able to give them choices because food is often the last thing I think that they feel that they can control. So I want their food to be good and I want it to look good, I want it to taste good. Uh, I work with the managers. We have a committee that works with all the menus.
0: and for the whole company. Because yes. probably some facilities have different menu needs. They do. Mm-hmm. And so
1: the great thing is, we, um, we currently work with Martin Brothers. And so we get a base menu that I work with them on. And then I take it back to our committee of about 10 managers. And we do different tastings of new products mm-hmm. as well as looking at our menus. And then also, and then we tweak those menus for what we think most. Residents um, and tenants would like. But then once they are sent out to all of the homes, then they each manager has the ability to customize that. We ask them to meet with the residents, to meet with the cooks, to make sure that these are things that they like. And then after we go through a menu cycle, I ask them to go through that process again to see what things worked or maybe there was something they didn't like. hmm um, or if there was a question about a recipe, um, you know our vendor has been really good about tweaking that. As far as taking it back to the chef if something maybe didn't work or um, if we need a different product for it, so uh, it's a lot of fun doing that. It's always a big you know change, but oh, sure. Because you have important.
0: your you're doing so many other things, then you get to come back to food.
1: Yes, and I love that because <laughs> I generally, I do, you know, I, I love to eat as a dietitian and I, I love to cook and so that's kind of my therapy is when I get to be. You get to do that with your yeah. CDMs. Yes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and even at home just with my family. Mm-hmm. I, I miss, that's one thing I miss about my children being grown up is that I don't get to cook as much for my family.
0: <laughs> and have dinner together, yes. meals together. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, so. so I think it's really amazing that you do as a dietitian, as a lead dietitian, you are working with residents, you're working with management, you're working with other professionals. It kind of sounds like everything that you liked when your first job has all kind of came back into your current job and just a little bit more intensive way (laughs) it is
1: kind of like that
0: and and actually from the
1: equipment side we also have corporate maintenance and so if I need something fixed I can just get on the phone and they're so good about helping us uh, and routing people out if something does need to be purchased or fixed Mm -hmm. and um, because that is not my expertise. No, no, not at all. But,
0: but you, but it's also. I think it's also amazing that you even know like, well, this kitchen needs a walk-in and you're kind of the person that initiates that conversation. And so just even knowing that is enough, <laughs> but the yeah. fixing part, I understand, <laughs> but I think that's, I would never think as a dietitian that I would be involved with, you know, kitchen, like thinking about what equipment is needed for your residents,
1: Yes, and I've had other dietitians, you know, tell me that, especially as newer dietitians. And I think because of my food service experience, that helped me before because I used a lot of that equipment. But I still defer to the experts and knowing all those technical requirements, the the voltage, what's gonna Oh sure yeah. <laughs> potentially fit where it needs to fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so again I couldn't do it without team of other people Mm -hmm. and so I'm just very I feel very fortunate most days
0: so you love your job
1: I do Mm -hmm. as as much as sometimes you know any there's always drawbacks you know in a position but I really do love it because you know it makes me happy when I see people enjoy the food at the end of the day so no matter what headaches I might have observed somewhere else, or if there's, you know, the staffing challenges today are just ever increasing. hmm And that's one of my least favorite things about my position. But otherwise, you know, when I see people that are happy about the food and I can get them something that they want, that ultimately makes me feel good about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, and helping them and making sure that people aren't losing weight and so that they, and that we don't have skin issues so that they can feel good when they visit with their families and their families come to see them. And, um, because if they're not feeling well, it, it makes it hard for them as well as everybody else that works with them. And I'm just one little small component you know, in our part of nutrition, I realize that. But I do think nutrition is really important uh, for so many things in maintaining someone's integrity and in how they feel
0: and um, what's fueling their body that day. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting, too, that you also said you get a little clinical Part of your job, because you also fill in for some dietitians. I do,
1: I do. Um, Again, because I've there's such a good group that we will. um, Some want to pick up some extra hours sometimes, you know. And uh, but if there's a maternity leave, and but otherwise, yes, if they need something or they they need just to be off a couple weeks, I usually will go fill in. And so. And I'm glad for that because I want to stay on top of being able to work on assessments and keep my clinical skills up with working with people. I sometimes get employee questions related to nutrition as well. Yay. I'm
0: glad they're asking, right? They they do.
1: (laughs) It it is good. We've developed some education materials within our group so that if a resident um, does go home, that those um, items are available to them. we obviously we use the Simplified Diet Manual too, as another resource you know within Iowa. And uh, one of the other things that I have done with education in the last few years is there was a need for more of our staff to become serve safe certified. Mm-hmm. And so I became an serve safe certification instructor. So I, I tested for that. You did for
0: another test. <laughs> yes,
1: another test. And uh, so we, I have been working with doing some classes periodically with our managers and our cooks um, to help them get certified. And then uh, the year before, well, let's see, last year was my first year, I became an adjunct instructor at Des Moines Area Community College in Ankeny, and I've been fortunate enough, which makes me extremely nervous, that I have been teaching the food safety and sanitation course there for the their dietary manager program. And that's the other great thing about ABCM, because they've always let me do other things If occasionally, if I'm asked to speak somewhere or if... Do a podcast. Yes, (laughs) do a
0: podcast. Or
1: uh, I had a person that was one of our dietitians that needed help outside of ABCM with filling in, doing assessments, and they gave me permission to go help a couple of places at their homes outside of ABCM to do assessments. So that was a great learning experience for me, too, to kind of get back out there and see what's going on outside of ABCM. Mm -hmm. And then once I was also asked by an outside company that was being mandated by DIA to have outside help to help them improve their standards before they were closed down, which actually they are still in business now. Well, that's good. And so it was um, interesting to go and work with that group of staff and help them learn about other standards and um, do reporting to that company. And so, again, but I wouldn't have been able to do all of those things if ABCM, you know, had and Dick and Alexa had been so willing and letting me learn mm-hmm. and grow you know, in the field. And so I'm very fortunate and hope I'll always be able to continue to do those things as I have time. As as,
0: as she has time. I don't know where you have time. <laughs> I, you know, kind of when I'm talking with you, I really feel like ultimately teaching kind of is your passion, really. It,
1: I guess it it kind of is. I just really enjoy working with people. I learn from people. I try to work really hard at listening to them and what they want or maybe what they're really saying without saying it and hopefully keeping them on track with what they want or what they need. Mm -hmm. And if I can facilitate, again, something that helps their day be better, I hope that I can fulfill
0: that. Well, that's why you're. In, that's why you're in the role you're in, because I think you're a very positive force. With I mean, that says about your retainment of your your managers and your staff, and that speaks a l- volumes to who you are as a manager too. So, as a lead dietitian, I feel like your title isn't. It's not encompassing enough of all the things that you do. <laughs> oh
1: gosh, now I now I think I'm blushing. So.
0: <laughs> but if you you know, I think as dietitians we we're not just dietitians. We do so many other things. And yes. that's why I love having conversations because I would have never known looking at your title on your your signage on your email, that this is all the things that you do. So I think that's great. To I, be. Think,
1: I think that happens for a lot of dietitians too. I, I mean, one of my pet peeves when I was first out of college was that everybody thought that as a dietitian, you were only about the food and you, or that you were just in the kitchen and, and not understanding how much science we had to learn mm-hmm. in college and learn about how those effects are within the body. And, and so, you know, again, I love food, but I love the science part of it too and, and how we, you know, can, you know, hopefully change what's going on for a person just by them making small steps within improving their
0: nutrition mm-hmm. that's so true so true just like even being happy and mm-hmm. having a positive outlook on food and that's yes for especially for residents in long term care facilities and assisted living facilities they they look forward to food and they should look forward to it. They, d-
1: they do and it's a big socialization mm-hmm. factor for them and so there, you know, there are some folks that want to stay in their rooms, but we still, you know, we try to encourage them to come out so that hopefully they meet some other people and, and again, have that dining experience that maybe they had at home as a family, mm-hmm. but just with other new people that become their family.
0: So, when you mentioned before about education for, about long term care, what do you think we're missing when it comes to our profession with that education about? us being in that arena.
1: I think that I think that you know the clinical nutrition focus, you know, is great and I think, you know, obviously there is benefits to working in other realms whether it's retail or hospitals or whatever it is, but I I think that some people miss that as a consultant dietitian, you can still do very well for yourself. You have the autonomy to plan your own schedule and work with multiple places. And so you get to see a lot of different things. And, you know, that the elderly should not be the lost population, that they have so many things still to offer, and they want that sense of purpose. And again, just learning things from them about what they enjoyed about food as well as maintaining that quality of life, because eventually we're all going to be there. Sure, I know. And <laughs> so, you know, it's always interesting to you look at someone's face. You know, at eighty years old, and, but you there's so many things you didn't know about them when they were forty, and and the, all the experiences they had, and but as I think that some people don't know that you can get a lot of nutrition experience still within the elderly, within education, and um, still have that autonomy to be with your family and uh, be independent. I think that some get scared about that they're kind of out there on their own. but. You know, there's various avenues that they can go where they're not. Um, You know, we've had some consultant dietitians that have worked in fitness as well as done consulting with geriatrics. So I think that's great. I I think being a consultant dietitian sometimes allows you to also pursue other things things still, um, you know, rather than just being tied, you know, maybe tied into a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that's, you know, one thing that I've liked, even as busy as my job can be, is that last year I, I did my first time at RAGBRAI. Oh, did you? <laughs> and so part of my new learning experience last year was finding where bike trails were near different places that I was traveling to for work. So after work, that would be, you know, part of my therapy was going out and ride.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And before the, you know, the next day back on the road again. So, I, you know, and being a consultant, you're, you're able to do that. And mm-hmm. I think, again, it also they can learn other things about management. They, again, they get to work with some staff as well as, because the dietary managers do rely on the consultant dietitians as well. So they are a leader of their own in there working with the, those managers. And they're good man, they can be really good mentors for the dietary managers. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and I, I, think like when I was, you know, getting done with my internship, I think a lot of us, kind of, kind of like you too, like, oh, I want to be a clinical dietitian, but you can be a clinical dietitian in long-term care. Yes, yes,
1: I, uh, I think that there's still those opportunities for education there, and again, just working with, helping them, you know, maintain their weight and looking at. How we can enhance the foods that we serve to them and um, helping them with their skin, you mm-hmm. know, integrity and different foods that might help them feel better. Mm-hmm. Whether it's psychological
0: or not. Mm-hmm. Energy boosting or, yes. you know, anything yes. like that that you can tweak.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm not sure what all the answers are for as far as how to implement that more into the programs, Mm -hmm. you know, within universities. Because I'm sure it's other states are, you know, have the same issue at times. But, you know, I just think any avenue that we can also get dietitians out into seeing geriatrics. I mean, some I've been fortunate. They've had a grandparent. You know, and they remember visiting them mm-hmm. when they were younger, and so they weren't scared of that long term care you know um, corporation or whatever mm-hmm.
0: well and i I'm sure you probably agree with this, but people are living longer, and there's going to be more and more of these type of job opportunities, Yes. because like you guys are just building another new facility, yes. and I think that It's Going to be a huge opportunity for dietitians in the future because I mean, we're going to have centenarians all over the place, so we are, especially in (laughs) Iowa. It seems like we might be centenarians someday. Oh, my goodness!
1: I had some (laughs) great grandmas that were centenarians, so
0: Uh and I think that that's a really good message that we need to keep this up at the forefront because there is going to be a lot of job opportunities that way, and you do get a great like you said, you can go biking, you can kind of make your own schedule, you can balance work and life. And there's a lot of great opportunities. Yes,
1: I I think there is. And again, that wellness component, uh, you know, I think is really important, you know, for the elderly as well. And as much as, you know, as you said, someone is living longer, um, you know, people are living longer now. And They want to, you know, maintain their fitness as well. And so I think there's some really good programs out there, you know, related to kinesiology and exercise Mm -hmm. that I think is important. Uh, One thing I joke with Mr. Albee about is that I would love to have a swimming pool in every one of our facilities because (laughs) I think it's such a great... Uh, it's not only fun but it's a good therapy sure. for them as well. So I haven't convinced him of that yet. <laughs> but if he listens to this maybe he Maybe he'll. he will. We'll have
0: to <laughs> definitely have to pass this link on to him. But, but I can see that being a great asset too to those facilities.
1: Um, I just and again we have lots of activity programs you know that we offer but I just you know I think as much as dietitians can continue to help promote that fitness component as well as the mm-hmm. nutrition. I think people are
0: going to be looking for that too. Mm-hmm. That's kind of exciting. It, it is. I would say, like ten years ago, I would have never considered doing long term care, but now I'm like, why? It sounds it sounds like a great opportunity.
1: It it really is. It's definitely been good to me. Mm-hmm. So well, it
0: has. <laughs> you've had lots of experience. So you've said you've been a dietitian for almost close to 30 years getting there getting there yeah yeah Yeah.
1: 25 for sure isn't that amazing yeah thinking
0: about where you started and and it's I think it's amazing because I feel like you're really living out your passion too right now all those things that led to where you're at today
1: yeah it's hard for me to know I looked at one of your questions and it's hard for me to know what I wanted to do next (laughs) I mean some people would say you need to slow down. Yeah, but <laughs> how old are your daughters? Oh, they're grown. They're oh my grown. Gosh. <laughs> they they are
0: they're they're adults. Do they, they live are. around the area? They do. I'm they very
1: do. lucky. I I had one daughter that was you know teaching in France a little bit, oh, and wow. she graduated from the U of I before, and um, but she made her way back to Iowa, and uh, you know they are both back in Ames. Neither one are dietitians. No 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 No. they they probably think I'm probably the pretty obsessive as it is but they but they like food we 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 joke and we talk about things related to that I my other daughter they're both you know they love fitness too Mm -hmm. as well and so my my uh, youngest daughter is currently a stay-at-home mom, and she works part time at a daycare and a fitness center. And my other daughter is in um, management at a company, and so they're doing fine. I'm very fortunate that you know we're all here right now, and my mm-hmm. parents are close.
0: And so you, you can take some of your spare time and spend more time with family. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> for I- the future. That's what's going to yes. happen. And you're going to work on getting. Swimming pools and the facilities. <laughs> I, I
1: I would like that, yes,
0: and I'm
1: yes, and I I actually have um, three grandchildren, and so they always would like to spend time. Oh, sure. if I if I could. So. Sure.
0: Are you doing rag rag again this year?
1: I am. I need to be training more on that right now, <laughs> but I'm going to try to do three days this year and see how that goes and. My hope is that eventually maybe I'll do at least five days. So I'm hoping maybe it'll be in central Iowa next year and I can...
0: It can be a little closer to home. Yeah, camp out a little
1: closer to home here. Sure.
0: So. Well, I appreciate you sharing just your journey so far. And are you open to people reaching out to you if they have questions about your position or...
1: Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: And long-term care, maybe consulting and things like that.
1: Yes. Well, and... Every so often, I'm looking for a dietitian, okay. whether it's a consultant or, um, you know, again potentially someone that may assist me be someday. Your coworker, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> so, um, absolutely.
0: Well, good, good. Well, I have some fun questions for you. Okay. So, what is your favorite food?
1: My favorite food, if I had to break it down, would probably be cheese. I, I like lots of cheeses. <laughs> and I like lots of foods that have cheese with them. So
0: do you have a particular one that's like your favorite? Oh, gosh. It's hard to pick one. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> do you like to go into different ty- try different types of cheese? Or- I,
1: I do. You're
0: adventurous. Yes. Yes.
1: I'm not a blue cheese person, but...
0: (laughs) I was just going to ask you that, because people are or they're not. It's one or the other. Yes,
1: that's correct. That's (laughs) correct. And when we had some friends here from France once, they they really appreciated the Maytag blue cheese, but they still said it was not the same as in France. So...
0: (laughs) But, Someday I'll have to try it in France. Yeah,
1: so no, I, I I heard that there's a new cheese place in Des Moines that I'm probably gonna have to check you out. You
0: should, yes. So, I haven't been there yet, but definitely.
1: My daughter told me it's very good. <laughs>
0: She's been there. Yes, already she <laughs> has.
1: So what's your favorite drink? You know, I I have two. I'm a big tea drinker. So I like trying different teas which my daughter just got me a tea of the month um present oh that's fun yeah i was really surprised um that she thought of that so that was a really neat idea and so i have that and then if i wanted to pick an alcoholic drink it would probably be a white russian
0: oh so those are delicious
1: they, they are. They They're,
0: can be a little dangerous, uh,
1: too. A little, <laughs> probably a little too fattening, but, you know.
0: Every once in a while, though, it, it totally fits in the balance of life. That's right. That's that
1: moderation. <laughs> so.
0: What's your favorite smell?
1: probably lilacs, fresh lilacs and i love flowers. So,
0: do you have lilacs in your yard?
1: I do. You do. Actually, I was lucky enough when i bought this house it already had a lilac bush in it, but that's one thing i remember growing up we always had at home and
0: uh-huh.
1: so yeah, a
0: lot of homes in Iowa have lilacs. Yes. Mine did not, so I had to plant one. Okay, yes.
1: Well, go ahead. <laughs> so I have one. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I
0: put it right back by my my uh, patio, so then when I had the door open, I could smell it coming into the house. So yeah. it's a bust. Yeah, it that's is. one of my favorites, too. It is. It is. What brings you joy in life?
1: My family. Um, I also have a special man in my life Aww. for um, the last few years, and so um, that's... Something that has been an, a nice change for me, and um, just being outdoors, you know, with my friends and family, and just trying to stay fit and
0: active. Yeah, stay
1: active, <laughs> fight this gravity.
0: Sure. <laughs> it's our constant battle to yes, fight gravity. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today, and I hope to keep updated on you. and. All your adventures and all the things that you're doing. And we'll have to maybe have a part two in a couple years.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) Maybe you'll be doing something completely different. Who knows? Oh, gosh. Probably same job, but maybe some different kind of like adventures like maybe you done rag fry for five days and yes knows? then
1: I can tell you about all you know every day the different pie yes. that I ate so <laughs>
0: where you camped, <laughs> yes
1: absolutely and trying not to take a shower in a truck somewhere oh, but but <laughs> have
0: you done that before <laughs> no
1: no you're hoping <laughs> so, you
0: don't have to do that. <laughs> that that's absolutely right so well thank you so much well thank you very much also Dorothy and I were introduced by a mutual friend, Susie, because Susie thought it would be great to have someone on my podcast who has had experience in long-term care, and after this conversation, I really could not agree more. I learned so much from Dorothy, just how much long-term care has to offer our profession and having your own business, which is awesome. With baby boomers and people living longer, I really do see this as a growing area for our profession. I just loved this conversation today and I thank Dorothy so much for it. If you love popcorn as much as I do, please don't forget that delicious Jolly Time popcorn is available in a variety of flavors and is full of healthy whole grains. Today I snacked on the crisp white popcorn and I sprinkled it with some fresh Parmesan cheese. It was so good. Go to jollytime.com for more information and money saving coupons. Come on over and visit me at com, or you can catch up on my weekly wisdom blog. I also share my current adventures with life, food, a little workout music, maybe a recipe or something new I love, kind of like the Nick Sticks. My book is also available for purchase and you can find my previous podcast show notes and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these kick-ass people. Please connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at AnnaElizabethArdy. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.